Welcome to the Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast, where every two weeks we explore all the aspects of the weight loss surgery journey. We'll hear from a range of experts, including bariatric surgeons, psychologists, patients, and dietitians, sharing up-to-date informative advice to help fast-track your long-term weight loss success. Losing weight after being overweight is exciting and it can be treacherous. There's good reason we refer to it as a journey. A whole new self is born. Who am I if I'm not wearing baggy tees and flaggy pants? Who will I be now? I look and feel more like I want to. What will I wear to work? parties and other social gatherings, even to the gym. What do I want to project as my first impression? It's a whole new realm and you get to recreate a whole new experience and an exterior impression. Enter Anne Whittaker, style and colour specialist, who is going to talk a little bit about why colour and style matter, how we can select what we wear and why, and what we can do when we want to show the whole world a whole new example of ourselves. Welcome everyone to the Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast. Today I'm with Anne Whittaker from Anne Whittaker Style and Colour. Welcome Anne, how are you? I'm wonderful, how are you? Very well, thank you. I've had a collection of beautiful English speaking uh, candidates on my show recently, I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's nice to have you here. So we're going to talk today about, you know, just understanding what colour and style can do for not only how you look, but how you feel and how you're also understood in the world. Would that be a good way of putting that? That's a really good way of putting it. It's, you know, people say if you look good, you feel good. And it's so true. And just knowing those little tricks can make such a difference. And I think you're the trickster in that area. For sure. <laughs> thank you. Always, you always look so fresh and, you know, colour. And I think it speaks for itself when someone's wearing the right colours and the right clothing to fit their personality and their, you know, just their own natural colouring. It yeah. really speaks volumes as well. So how did you get caught up in all of this? When did you start working with colours and style? So I first discovered it in 2001. At that point, I was on secondment in, in the London office and everybody looked normal. It's London. It was winter. So everyone pretty more, much wore black and grey and I was as well. And on one particular Monday, one of the girls walked in, who was actually the chief accountant, and she walked in in a bright red dress suit and looked phenomenal. <laughs> I hasten to add, she wasn't a supermodel. She was a perfectly normal middle-aged lady. And the difference from her, from what, what she looked at on, looked like on the Friday to what she looked like on the Monday was chalk and cheese. Amazing. So we promptly, uh, it was, well, I know for her it was life-changing, but for me it was life-changing as well. So I promptly ran across the room it was about five or six of us that literally ran across the room and went what have you done and I'm really fortunate that she was kind enough to tell me what she'd done and didn't just go oh I felt like a change and she'd been to a UK-based franchise called House of Colour and been to see a colour and image consultant and shared the number with us based on that I booked in one of my other girlfriends booked in and she beat me to the phone so she got in before and I saw again a massive transformation with her and I went along and I actually thought I wasn't doing that badly with colours. I liked wearing, I used to wear a lot of obviously black and grey because of corporate, but in my downtime it would have been what I call autumn colours, so rust, browns, darker greens. And I thought I looked pretty okay. I used to hate shopping. I found it the most stressful thing ever 
because I just didn't know what suited me. But I thought at least I got the colour bit fairly right. And it turned out I'd got the colour bit completely wrong. And I saw the difference instantly. So in, I was with her probably about three hours. So for me, when I'm working with somebody on colour, it takes about three hours. And I went from seeing myself in colours that I thought were great, and I thought I looked good in, to seeing myself in colours that I actually did look good in. Yeah, changed my life, basically. Absolutely. And yeah, it speaks for itself as well. What sort of changes? did you need to make what did you implement as far as your color consultancy went okay so the first thing i did was once i picked myself off the floor in shock because a lot of my colors were pinks and purples that i was never a pink and purple girl but what i say to people is if you go and have a color consultancy go with the understanding that you're there to have a change that's why you're there in the first place there's something that's you know you're not happy with or you think can be improved and go with an open mind because it's not about whether you particularly like the color it's about whether the color likes you and you will see it you'll see it in a mirror so i could see that all the colors i thought i looked good in actually made me look quite sick pinks and the purples and what i call summer base colors are all the softer pastely blues and smoky colors i look really good in them and i looked younger and fresher and healthier and not as tired Incredible. just better and so so looking yep. at that how does that happen how does something we wear pick up our eyes differently or make us look younger or brighter like you're saying or more well is there something at work there that we don't know about yeah so you have an underlying skin tone so not necessarily what we see at first appearance but it's an underlying skin tone it's either yellow based or blue based and it's either bright or muted and what a color consultant will do is, is put a series of colored scarves on you and watch the reaction of your face. Now, I believe it really does have to be done face to face and it has to be done in natural light to get a really true reading. As you flick between those colors, and there's something you can, you know, you can definitely have a play with at home. So, that, you know, when we go shopping, one, when we go shopping, we're not in natural light. Two, mirrors are horrible in shops. So I don't care who you are, but the mirrors are terrible. <laughs> and we generally go as women, and this does work for men as well, but predominantly my clients are women. When we go, we tend to have makeup on and we quite often have hair colouring. So to be able to do that, you want to be doing it without makeup on, in natural light and with your hair pulled back out of the way as an influence. And if you go between different colour shades you can watch the difference it makes. And when you're in the right color, like I said, you look really well and healthy. So for me, if I put on the autumn stuff, autumn colors, which is what I used to do, it almost puts a yellowy tone to my skin. My skin goes a bit more pigmented. It looks blotchier. If I put on the black and what I call winters, which are more of the blacks and the bright, bright blue, you know, electric blue, royal purple, fuchsia, Mm. all those really bright colors. What it does is it pales down my face and then again, the imperfections show the dark circles and lines and wrinkles come out more in that case which you know is not really not what, what I was you're aiming, aiming for, for. <laughs> no no that's um, fascinating and it is really interesting to see you know when you see someone who's made a change or is wearing something that you're not used oh. to just how different it can make them appear i'm quite boring as far as my color choices go and i, I do love a bit of navy and a lot of gray and sometimes when i'm shopping i think now you just can't buy the navy one again just back away from the 
maybe and try something different. But it is. And I think sometimes when we do these things and we know that we're buying, say, the Navy all the time, when I change it up, I do find it, I feel quite conscious about this new colour that I'm wearing or this new style or something else. Is there something we can do that would help us to ease into that, perhaps making those different changes, but also like rocking them? Because I find I buy these things that I think would look wonderful and then I'll pick up the navy and put it on and I don't wear those beautiful clothes that I've spent money on and they hang in the wardrobe like a dream. You Um, must wear them. Yeah, so if you've got a trick, I'm all ears. The first one is just embrace it and go with it. We tend to stay in our comfort level. It's comfortable to stay in those colours. It's safe. And we tend to repeat that buying pattern. So if you were to look in your wardrobe, when I first did, so I did colour and then I did style very quickly afterwards. It kind of, we'll talk about it in a minute, but Mm. answered a lot more questions about my personality and what actually suited me. And one of the things that I was challenged then is go back and look at your wardrobe and count how many pairs of black trousers you had. (laughs) I had, I think I had about 12. I thought they were all different. You know, some were baggier, some were tighter, some were more linen-y, some were more, yeah. Texture and different Textures, yes. Some were black jeans. But realistically, they're a pair of black trousers. (laughs) Nobody else really sees those subtleties that you think are there. So my first tip would just be just experiment and listen to the feedback you get from people. So one of the things I say to my clients when they've been to me is you're going to get feedback. Now, if you get feedback from very close relatives, partners, friends you've had for years, don't necessarily listen to that one. Right. Because they have an opinion of what you look like. They're used to, if I'm going to use you as an example, they're used to seeing you in navy and grey. And it's they're also, it's like, oh, I don't know if that's right on you. Oh, Jackie, I don't think that's, it's not you, is it? Because it's not you to them and who you've always been is it yeah when instead takes feedback a step further away so people who don't know you very well um, I always use the example of like school mums the ones that you've just met when you your kids first start school or people new colleagues in a new job those are the people that will will give you that feedback they're not going oh but she always wears navy and gray what's she doing wearing pink that's not right yeah they'll just go that looks great on you Mm, less of the contrast and the comparison i suppose yeah yeah that's a great great advice i'm going to try that put on something that i have got in my wardrobe and go somewhere strange see what happens yeah i mean (laughs) one of my clients she got her feedback from the checkout chick at coles yeah because the woman would see her every week but she didn't really know and she was going you're looking so good and the words you're looking for are you looking well, healthy, vibrant. There's something different about you. Have you had a holiday? Are you rested? It's going to be something like that rather than necessarily that colour is great on you. You might wow. get that, but you might not get that. That's fascinating. And can you explain the benefits of a colour and style session? So you talking about colour. Can we talk about the style part of it yeah, as well? Because sure. I'm really interested in, obviously, um, our listeners have gone from being quite overweight and the transition is incredible. So looking at changing what we wear and, and even like, who are we now? I know that when I had my son, I was 30. It's quite a while ago now. And I remember after I had the baby, I was like, what do I wear now? Because the clothing I used to wear was, you know, a lot of active wear and I was a personal trainer at the time. So to change from, you know, wearing all of those things to now, what do I wear? I'm meant to be more responsible. I'm meant to be this. I'm meant to be a different Mm -hmm. Um, I'm putting a different message out into the world with my clothing. I had no idea what to do. Um, So those sorts of things with colour and style, what sort of things can we expect in a style consultation? 
Okay, so colour, they're kind of separate, so they can stand alone as one or the other. Ideally, people do both because then they're going to get that maximum impact. So colours get you into the right colours. When people work with me, also um, I show the makeup colours that work at the same time, and I give them a guide of just how much of that colour to wear. When I talk deal with style, so style is about your body shape, but it's also about, more importantly, about your personality. Because as you just alluded to, we tend to play roles in her, in our lives. So I'm going to use the corporate woman as an example, just because I think it's quite a clear visual. Mm. So you've got somebody who's you know, management level in corporate and they're probably going to suit and boot themselves for that, that work. They're going to be almost in fight mode quite often and they've got to carry that authority and they're, they're trying to make their voice heard. So they tend to be dressing that way for work. Quite often that person will then come home and just go into the worst case of daggy, saggy clothes because they've been contained and held and putting on an act almost every day. So they resort to you know the baggy tracky dacks or the pyjamas a minute get home or because hey it's only people at home but the problem is we actually dress the worst for the people that we care the most about I always want people to think about that because it's really important we tend to put on this face for the world but then when we come home we don't actually show our respect and how much we care about the people we we actually love I like the way you said that show our respects and I think it is about a bit of that it's like Mm -hmm. I respect you and I'm doing my best for you it's not dressing for you because you want me to look a certain way it's I'm going to put my best foot forward and so I feel good and if I feel good you know generally good things happen Um, so I think that's important to realize that it is something that we do out of respect for others it sounds a bit old-fashioned but I'm pretty old-fashioned but I really like that I think it's a really an interesting way of thinking of it but it's also about respect for you because Mm. when you're wearing that baggy now everyone can be comfortable so I'm not talking about not being comfortable biggest word for most of my clients is comfortable everyone can be comfortable you can feel good about yourself when you're comfortable and when you go into those baggy saggy what I actually call as victim clothes Mm. you know the stuff that really you don't want to answer the door in you don't want anyone to actually see you apart from your family you don't feel good about yourself like that not necessarily very uplifting that kind of imagery creates this understanding of you know I've got my baggy pants on and my big shirt and I'm going to sit on the couch do you know what I mean and it is yes we do want to do that at home and it is time to relax and to rest and retreat but it's also is that going to make me want to get up and go to the gym or go for a walk or you know I think it speaks to that lower energy as well which you agree definitely definitely I'll give you a good example of that so I was working with a lady down in the Gold Coast and she was a stay-at-home mom she actually had come from abroad and her partner was fly in fly out so she didn't know a lot of people you know she didn't have a huge social life and partner wasn't around we worked out what her personality type was and when I was working with her I said you know do you spend a lot of time just watching tv in your tracky dack sort of thing and she's like yeah she looked all sheepish and ashamed I said don't be ashamed you've got a young child you are going to do that thing you don't need to always be beautifully dressed up and made up and all that I said but why don't we just switch from wearing what you're wearing to a really nice silky pair of pajamas yeah and she was what I call a princess so having a little bit of lace and having them in her top colors is still comfortable you know it's still practical but she felt good her smile was just yeah you know, she just smiled at the idea yeah that's she was like, I could do that and I think so we don't know middle ground like yeah. being comfortable has always we always talk about putting our tracky dacks on in Australia yeah. our trackies yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that way, does it? We could put, you know, stylish and... It could be a really nice pair of... Trackies on. Yoga pants. Yeah. yeah. It could and be a really enough. nice pair of, like, bamboo-type yoga pants in yeah. a colour. Beautiful yeah, textures it doesn't have to be different colour. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have to be... Anyway, going back to my corporate lady. So we've had her, we've had her in work, all suited and booted. We've had her on the couch, not feeling good about herself in any way, shape or form. And then Melbourne Cup arrives and all of a sudden she tries to turn herself into that princess. Mm. She's going to wear floral, she's going to wear a dress, she's probably going to wear heels and that might not be her either. So it's really important to find out who somebody is and then once we know somebody's personality, I can dress that personality and explain how that personality can go through all the roles in life that we play rather than dressing for the role, if that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, like, so you are, you know, not putting on a front, you are putting on you yep. and expressing you through exactly. your colours and your style. I think that's powerful, yep. isn't it? In different situations. It's massively powerful. And, you know, when, like I said earlier, if you feel good about yourself, then that goes so far through your life, the differences it makes. And, you know, obviously your audience, you know, have been through that weight loss. And it is, it's a really difficult thing to go through because... Quite often, that's been the person you've been for a long time, and now you're a different person. Hmm. And you know, touching what I said about what close friends and family will, will think, they might still see you as that person, and you probably still see yourself as that person. We do but hear a lot about version. that head game. Like people still might have lost 80 or 90 kilograms but still see the fat person. And um, to actually... yeah. yeah. I think looking at, you know, then how do I differentiate between who I used to identify with and, you know, accentuate what I do have now and play to my strengths. It certainly would then, I think, just draw a clear line between, you know, who I used to be and who I might be now because it is a completely different thing. Yeah, it it can be. I mean, as I said, I deal generally with women and I get a lot of people who've lost quite serious amounts of weight or going through changes some other ways. So maybe they're going through a divorce or widowhood or they've retired. So change is interesting because we do, right? We identify that with the person we were, not necessarily the person we are now because of either situations or, or weight loss or whatever it is. Mm. Um, and colour and style can be one of those really easy ways to remind yourself of the new person. So if you look at yourself in the mirror, and again, I realise looking at themselves in the mirror could be hard and that's also sort of stuff we talk about but even if it's just a glance at the top half of you and you've got a different colored lipstick on or a different colored top it's a visual trigger to remind you of change is that oh yeah i look different oh yeah i am that person yeah that's oh this great. is me now because when you're still wearing the same colors and the same kind of styles and you just don't really know what to do with this new body you're not seeing that visual reminder. Mm. So colour can be incredibly powerful for that. Yeah, that's something to think about for sure Mm. as well. Going back, you were talking about personality types and colour. How do they mesh together? Um, Interestingly, so there's six clothing personality types. Everybody sits in one or a combination of two. So I'm going to quickly explain them. So the first one's the dramatic. So if I use the pantomime characters... Um, it gives like a little idea of what these people are. So think about Cruella de Vil, think about the Ice Queen. It doesn't mean to say they're a bad person. <laughs> okay. It just means to say they're very direct. There's a person that, you know, some, they know that they're blunt or they've been closed down from a very early, early age and been told they're too much, be quiet, 
nobody wants to hear from you. So they can be one or the other. But they tend, if they're sitting more in their personality, they tend to be quite blunt. They tend to be the person you kind of go, they didn't just say that. They mean it with a heart of gold. They're really not coming from a bad place. There's very little filter sometimes. So those people need to have statement clothes, structure in their clothes. Baggy saggy doesn't really work on them. Little floral prints won't work on them, but big prints will work on them. Block colors will work on them. Bigger jewelry works on them. They need statement. So if you think about that being share is a good example. Yeah, I can. And I think we all have the image of who in our lives that is and what they might look good in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And what you're saying is that kind of, it's almost an exuberant kind of bold look. Yeah, they're bold. Yeah. They are bold people. Like I said, they can have been shut down quite early and not be bold. They can actually be quite reclusive sometimes because they kind of know they're too much, even though there's never too much. That just is what they've been told. It just is who they are. Then you've got Snow White. So Snow White is your princess she's girly she's dainty she might not feel any of that she might feel that being a girl is weak Mm. Um, so quite often i find that corporate women struggle if this is their personality because they've they're fronting up more in that masculine world so but if you think about snow white she had little bits of lace she had little bows she was a girly girl think about reese witherspoon Mm. that's a really good nicole kitten the girly girls So they need those florals, they need delicate patterns, they need lace, they need seed pearls. Then you've got the romantic. So that's your fairy godmother. That's the glitz and glam. If they're in full flow, they can literally be glitz and glam. It tends to be they're not in full flow. They tend to have maybe just a bit of sparkle somewhere in their lives. They can be just as direct as the dramatic, but they do it in a much more subtle approach. They're still going to say the same message, but it comes from a different way. They're more maternal quite often. So if you think about Elizabeth Taylor, if if that's your full flow out in the jewels and the the fur coat, or think about Oprah. Oprah's a more down-to-earth, more everyday version. So more of the jersey dresses, more drape. They would have possibly flowers, but bigger flowers on their patterns, almost swirly patterns, rather than it being little florals or big block patterns. So that's your, what we call the romantic. Then you've got the classics. So those are the kings and the queens of the world. They're very elegant and tailored generally, if they're doing it right. Um, they need much better quality clothes than anyone else. So cheap and nasty won't really work on them. They're going to struggle if they're going to wear things from Kmart, whereas everyone else can. So if you think about Kate Middleton or Grace Kelly, they're good examples of those. Yeah. Then you've got what I am. I'm Peter Pan. So I'm a little bit more boyish than girlish. So again, the frills don't really suit me. Baggy doesn't suit me. So I need things that are more fitted into my body. And that's not a size thing. You know, it's just what that personality needs. They need more more fitted. Um, And they tend to be more masculine accessories. So waistcoats, dungarees, things like that can look really good. Tunics look really good on them. Think about Victoria Beckham in her early days, Annie, mm. Annie Lennox, that kind of person. And then the last one is natural. Naturals are natural. They're happier outdoors. They could be sporty. They might just be outdoorsy. They tend to need more flowing clothes because they're going to they're gonna jump on the back of a horse. They're going to climb over things. Uh, natural fibers can quite often be very important mm. to them. They tend to be less makeup, more flat shoes, but that can also be learned. If you've grown up in the country with a mother that never did any, any makeup or anything, you'd learn that rather than it would be your natural preference. Interesting. And so can you be a combination of yeah. these? 
amongst different types as well. Yeah. So if you think about James Bond, think about the early James Bonds. They were all classic or dramatic classic. Mm. They were suave. They were sophisticated. They, they suited their suits. They didn't really do fight scenes. Whereas if you think about Daniel Craig, he's high natural. So he's much better in fight scenes. He doesn't look quite as suave and sophisticated. They've not got his suits right for the dinner. They're trying to dress him like the old James Bond mm. for certain situations. So everyone can do every situation. It's just knowing how it looks. So for Melbourne Cup, for instance, a dramatic's going to do a very bold pattern. They could well do a pantsuit. They would do something extreme. The princess is going to be in her little delicate florals and she's going to be really happy in that. The romantic's going to have big roses, a big, big hat with flowers on it. Someone like a classic is going to be very elegant, very, very tailored, very like the royals would do. For me, I'm going to do something a bit quirky. So I'm not going to have flowers on it. And my naturals, they're going to be really happy in something that's comfortable and flowing. Something more sort of Grecian style rather than mm. tight and corseted. Is that it's, yeah, the imagery that, yes, absolutely. I was just about to say the imagery that these personalities conjure up we can just drawing on different people in mm. my life and when I know that they look good is often when they're in obviously in the right um, yeah. personality for who they are um and now I, I want to know what I am I think I'm going to have to come and see you so the other point I was going to make about this is we need some little tricks perhaps you can help us with that our listeners go through clothes I see a lot of the comments in our group about I've started out as a size 28 for an example mm. And as the weight comes off, they're going through different sizes. Do you have any idea on how we can make things uh, or one outfit that's quite simple or just like a, a base wardrobe that would work for these times where, you know, our frame is changing underneath it? Is there any yeah. tricks you can give us for that? The most important trick I can give you is accessorize. Mm. It's the first trick because accessories generally don't change in, I mean, unless it's a belt, but they don't change size. So it's a simple way that you can keep a continuity. You can accessorizing, accessorizing outfits makes a massive difference and they can make it, make them look very, very different. Um, another one, which a lot of people are scared of, particularly if they have got weight on them is belts. And some people look amazing in belts. So don't be afraid to try it and try different areas so don't just necessarily belt it at your waist take it down onto your hips and see what happens there move the belt around try different belts because that's going to one take in some of that extra fabric but two it's going to create a silhouette and start to give that showing the new you to you mm. and the other one i would say there's a couple of conflicting ones here so if you do buy better quality clothes even if you're going to be going through weight loss and losing a lot of weight they will alter better so find a really good seamstress and yeah that's get, good advice isn't it when yeah. you think if you buy if you invest and you know that things mm. are going to change but you know that you can modify yeah. quality over quantity and have that as a base kind of wardrobe and then add your accessories exactly mm. exactly and you know use your facebook use your network and, and ask for seamstresses in your local area you know, i know in our area there's two or three really good ones that they're not expensive and not that's when you look at one. buying new clothes every exactly. month or two. Yeah. yeah. Because um, the weight loss is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good point. That's actually very good advice. And often it's bizarre how your pants get longer. Have you noticed that? It's hard to imagine <laughs> that we're taking up more room lengthwise in our pants. Mm. And then when we lose a little bit of weight, they do get longer. 
so yeah. even adding it's a boot or as much yeah, yeah even a higher shoe or just a yeah. different you know height would take up that extra length but it's yeah. pretty motivating to watch that and i think too on the point of accessories they can often be a distraction so if it's something that you're not loving to wear but you know that you are losing weight very quickly and you don't want to be replacing yeah. your clothes all the time you could stick with that one base you know even the blacks and the kind of solid colors and then yeah. just dress them up with accessories yeah. that will catch people's eye and keep yeah, them on the different bright. areas yeah. yeah and you know it's all about images about creating an illusion you know it's about looking at what your i mean nobody has bad points but maybe the points you don't like as much so if you say really bigger in your hip than you are on your chest you know drawing the eye up to the chest to putting a necklace putting a scarf having a, a little top having some decoration up there and that takes the eye up and takes the eye away from the hips say or the opposite so whichever one is the bit that is your bigger feet feature that you kind of want to hide draw attention to something else you know, the classic one that works really well is if somebody's got a belly is getting a scarf or a long line necklace because it and the other one is it's really important probably is as people start to lose weight make certain you're, you're keeping your bras up to date because if your bras are fitting you that's putting your boobs where they should do which then slims down the whole belly area correct and creates that so by lifting up it creates it creates a dip it creates space so that's yeah. that's a really important one is keeping bras up to date not letting that thing because when when that area sags it kind of added adds a mass and yeah. it, once you start losing that weight that's the last thing you want is you want you want to be creating that silhouette that's starting and you want to be embracing it yeah, celebrate it buy yourself pieces you know every milestone even if like i said it is a scarf it's a necklace even if it's just a lippy celebrate those 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 milestones yeah and i guess too we're changing the focus from food reward to other no we're mm. not trying to fill that void but also to to do actually acknowledge and um, recognize yourself for the work that you're doing and and i guess channeling totally. those things into a positive rather than totally. oh, I'll, I'll reward myself with that beautiful chocolate cake i love i I tend to reward myself with either something that's a service, like I'll go and have a massage or do mm. something that I enjoy spending my time there. Or yeah, I'll buy something that I've been wanting or that yeah helps me to feel good rather than yeah. detrimental investments like, you know, food or alcohol and that sort of thing. So yeah. it is um, yeah. changing that focus that and putting something yeah. positive in its place. And we're always looking for that. We always talk about removing this food reward or, tendency to yeah. want those recognizing events with food and what do we do now we can't do that these are the sorts of things that are valid shopping yeah. opportunities yeah. <laughs> and the other thing i talk to my clients a lot is is go and investigate your local op shops yeah. there's so much stuff in the op shops that's just great you know, most right. of my clients go op shopping it's a really cheap way of updating your wardrobe there's always color in op shops lots of it and so it's, it's low risk to Exactly. if you don't love it if you're just trying take something new and you don't absolutely love it it's no real loss is it and yeah, yeah go and donate it, back. it to donate another it back. shop <laughs> yeah exactly but you know it's a, it's back to that change and it's an it's a quick easy reward it's something that's 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 easy to do and mm. the other one is you know for, for the ladies out there wear some makeup just 
do that. I've noticed even, you know, during this pandemic, I'm talking to my clients all the time about just having that little bit. And it's not about making up for anyone else. I just know I like the way I look when I've got a little bit of makeup on, not a full amount of makeup, but just a little bit. And it lifts my spirits. So I feel better about myself with those little things. My nails used to be one of my rewards. That was something I loved. My nails, my fake nails always made me smile, you know? So it's a little thing that's, and it is, it's those little bits of are you doing your nails have you got some makeup on have you got a color on Hmm. are you accessorizing that's creating a whole picture for people to see but it's also how you can start to experiment with the new you yeah it's a lovely way of expressing that Mm. you know blossoming really isn't it exactly people are feeling healthier and making different choices and why not show it off i think it's a really important part Mm. of the process as well so can you tell me a little bit about your classes do you do them in person or online um i'm doing both at the moment so color classes I do in person. So I'm based in Brisbane and I run them generally on Fridays on weekends at the moment. Colour class for one person takes about three hours or I do group ones which is never more than four. So colour face-to-face always for me. Style, I can do either face-to-face. Again, it's done in, I can do it one-on-one or I can do it in a small group of up to four people. And that's a group that I create and you join. If you've got four friends, great, come and do it with them. And it'll be, you have an absolute ball. Mm. But you don't have to find four friends to join the group class. So you just let me know. I have set ones running all the time and you just say, I want to join that class and book in. And then the style classes, I'm also now running them on Zoom, which is just great because I can reach people all around the world. Um, I had people down in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. and We'd never been able to do that if I was doing it face-to-face. No, I think that's been a great, birthing is this mm. zoom i can't imagine how much money they're making at the moment it must be incredible <laughs> wish i had shares <laughs> <laughs> i was too late too late yeah, yeah. way too late but now so many um opportunities for mm. good service now from anybody you want because the distance just is irrelevant yeah and you know for style and image it works really well on that one i i do get them send some photos and that can be fairly very challenging for people but there's a whole learning curve involved in that and that's about seeing yourself the other advice i'll give your your listeners is invest in a, a full-length mirror so that you can actually see and take photos through your journey for yourself so you can see those changes happening you can actually because if you're only looking at yourself you know from chest upwards in a normal mirror you can't see those changes and you also can't see so it's less likely that you'll you'll know the changes are happening or you'll know consciously you might know that's happening because you, you close but you're not really seeing that change on your body and you're not seeing it again daily in a mirror this is the new slimmer me this is a person that looks different oh my gosh these clothes are getting slacker on me I need to put a belt on or I need to do something. Hmm. You know, when we don't look at ourselves, we don't see those things. Yeah, um, and I think there's a tendency to out. avoid, isn't there? So it's a hmm. new habit as well, getting into looking yeah. and exploring and maybe, you know, spending a little bit of time there yeah. to see what does feel good as well. And take it from me, most women avoid it. Whether they're slim, whether they're not slim, most women avoid the mirror. Yes. It's, you know, it's very interesting how many people out there, how many many women, men don't generally have that same issue. Some do, Mm. but generally they don't. But like I said, I do work more with women than men. I'd say most women over the age of 25, maybe before that, not as much. Glued to the mirror. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But again, not either, all. Some hate to know that. Yeah. It's a one or one or all or nothing theory is yeah. either glued yeah. to it 
or at a certain age aversion. <laughs> Thank yep, you. Exactly. Yeah, right. So yeah, so those are where, and the other one is I do a full day class, which is a one-on-one and that is colour and style. And we touch yep. on makeup and skincare at the same time as well, just to get people. My aim is that when people work with me, they have knowledge. So they don't, once they've done colour and style, they don't need to come back to me. Um, I'm not like a personal shopper where you're going to come and see me every single year so that somebody tells you what to do. I want to educate you how to dress yourself and feel good about yourself no matter what the scenario is or however far down the line it is. Yeah, and I guess once you have that foundational understanding of, you know, you talk about personality Mm. and your style and colour, that's not going to change, you know. It's just more about what are you going to do with it this year if you want to buy something new from this season's range. But it still would be the same expression of, that information that you've provided yeah, so it's still the same person that, yeah well. and you know you used the, the example before of having gone from working to being a mum still have the same thing it's just again how do you use that information for the new scenario scenario what does dressing as you look like as a mum yeah or going back to work or whatever that is it's a, a trend and particularly as women we go we do have quite defined stages in our lives of different definitely personas that we identify with so it is a wonderful thing to have that template to apply no matter what's going on just to have that understanding of yourself and and what to project I suppose as well I've got one last question for you yeah what's your number one look fresh as a daisy kind of tip for those days when we don't feel very you know and I think we can all say this year we've had those days where Mm. we're like god I just I'm not going anywhere I'm not going to see anyone why would I bother how can I just quickly what's your fake it till we make it kind of tip for either making us feel better but also you know coming across as presentable when we're not necessarily feeling like we can be bothered I think there's two one plaster a smile on your face I always use it I was I was taught this years ago actually by a guy um, about walking into a meeting and he said he sit he goes either sits in his car beforehand or if he's in a lift he does it in the lift if no one else is in the lift and he literally grins the biggest Cheshire cat grin he ever can so his face hurts for a minute or two because then your face almost stays that way it wants to carry on smiling I actually try it it does work so you literally if you you do it it's almost like it's like oh now now my face is oh it doesn't want to go back down so that's my first one and my second one is actually just bite that feeling and put a little bit of makeup on or put a top on that makes you feel fabulous find Mm. something that makes you that you're going to put on that makes you smile I like, yeah, like that. I like a scarf, even if I'm not, if I've got jeans and a jumper on, it's pretty boring. But I think if you add just a scarf and I have just maybe four or five that I really like and they're Mm. different weights for different conditions. So I've got my possum merino for when it's, you know, as freezing as it does get in (laughs) Brisbane. Yeah. I'm going to need that. And then I've got, you know, some open weave and different colours and that sort of stuff. And it really makes a massive impact to the outfit that's actually quite boring underneath. So it just can give you that. That lift that you're looking for it's back to it can add some color it can add some texture it could maybe add some sparkle if you like sparkle mm. in your life i quite often put a sparkly scarf on that's a nice idea um, 
Yeah, but it also it's about that accessorizing you. You putting mm. that one more thing on you that is adding to the appearance of you. You're making yourself look more interesting. And I think too, when you've made an effort, do you know what I mean? It's only a mm. tiny little thing, but you have made an effort, and it shows. And I think oh. again, it's like a sign of how you value yourself, and then how you're projecting yourself to the world, and in turn, how those people in the world will interpret us as well of you know i think we all as much as we don't like it first impressions last and it's it's one of those things that we forget about i think as well going back to your smiley face uh, there's actually research on the smile and the fact that it actually does have impacts on the neurotransmitters in your brain so even faking a smile will change your neurotransmitter balance to lean you further towards a happy state so that's a proven fact i thought i'd share that with you so it's not just something we're sticking Mm -hmm. on for the hell of it it's actually got some far-reaching benefits as well yeah no no i think smiling is a big one and you know just doing it to yourself for yourself is a thing is what makes you smile what can you do that's good for you so it's not going and eating the cake or having a glass of wine or all these other things that you know we do default to but what can you do that will make you feel that much better it's that effort of getting up and getting dressed and Mm. you know and even as an image consultant i've gotten that through that you know it's it's been a rough few months for everybody it still is a rough few months for all people down in victoria unfortunately but and there's times i haven't wanted to be dressed up or you know i'm I'm in the house but just doing those little things of getting dressed up not dressed up but getting into something that i like to wear that's acceptable and comfortable and i wouldn't be ashamed if the doorbell did that open and popping on a bit of lippy and for me, quite often, a little bit of an eyebrow kit, adding a little bit of eyebrows. I never realised the importance of a brow until oh. mine started to go grey. Try doing one brow and then have a look at the importance yeah, of a brow. It's incredible. It really just changes the way your whole face looks. Mm, and I completely. think... Yeah, you feel, I feel quite washed out now if I don't have my brows yep. darkened. Yeah, Getting too. old, it's so wonderful. <laughs> I know, don't I know. you love it? I just love it. <laughs> so I've got some, I've even got some great tips out of that one as well. And Good. I believe you also help with makeup application uh, when you're yes. doing your colour consults too. Because I, I think I learned how to do that when I was about 15 and I think I'm doing it the same way as I did then. So could do with a bit of an update perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I teach real women how to put makeup on quickly, easily, so they can get out the door and get on with life. Yeah, nice. So I don't teach contouring or shadowing or smoky eyes. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Sorry, you can go on YouTube that. Yeah. <laughs> but I teach you how you look, how you can look good really easily and quickly and get out the door. Well, it's all practical advice, isn't yeah. it? When it's really tailored to each individual, their personality. It's a template you can use time and again, exactly. depending on no matter what your yeah. different stage of your life is in. And then you've got easy application of makeup. I'm in. Yeah. How do we yeah. sign up? And I think you were talking about a bit of a deal, weren't you, for our listeners? <laughs> yes, I've definitely got a deal for your listeners. So if they contact me, so they'd have to email me. So my webpage is www.an, so www.anwhitaker.com.au. Contact me. Say you've listened to this podcast and I will give you a discount on my classes. Sounds like a plan. And we'll put all of that in the show notes so they'll have 
absolutely no problems on finding you and yeah. um and i'll be knocking and down your door soon find me on soon. facebook find me on facebook, facebook. so yep. Anne Whitaker official is my, my facebook page you've always got some great tips i follow you and i have oh, done for quite you. a few years and i just find that yeah you've got some really interesting tips on makeup or different products that you're trying out and yeah. using and that sort of thing so it's always yeah. just a, a bit of an update as well uh, yeah. and i think yeah we can kind of forget about looking after ourselves and for some of our people in having weight loss surgery this is the first time they've ever put themselves first so it's yeah. it's new and it takes practice and it can feel uncomfortable but it's you know it's actually a winner i think we should all be looking at how we can actually someone told me that once they were talking about their, how they felt selfish you know putting mm. themselves first and there's a new term i like to put out there which is called self-ing and Ooh. it's you know put yourself first and it's like filling up your own cup then you've got more to give to others without you know coming from an empty cup when people are yeah. asking things of you so if you're always selfing looking at ways to give back to yourself and um you know if you've had something taken out of your cup you'd really need to look at how do you put that back in again you've had a busy week or you've had a stressful time and even a warm bath or just a mm. simple thing that takes or a cup my mind's a cup of tea i'm pretty yep. simple sit out of my deck in the sun and just have five ten minutes to myself yeah that's all you need sometimes wants. isn't it I yeah went, i went for the earl gray today and i was like oh i haven't done that for a while that's pretty special so it's all those simple pleasures but mm. also you know taking that time of I could have been doing something for somebody else, but I chose to have a cup of tea. And that's the choice is what do I need for me? Just even a few moments. And this would be a great way to start that off. I think is looking at what do I need for me, my new self, my new way of putting myself into the world. Um, It's, it could be totally life changing. Like you say, I think it's a really positive thing to do. It literally changes people's lives. Like I say, I, I do deal with quite a lot of people that have quite serious weight loss and, it changes lives. You know, you see yourself completely different. Mm. You therefore treat yourself completely different. And I teach people the skills they might never have had. They might never have known what skincare to use. They might never have known how a bra should fit. They might never have known how to put makeup on. Yeah, it's you know, I've had something. people in my studio that have never put mascara on in their lives, and that's fine. Yeah. And I'm not a 20-year-old, I'm, I'm 52, I'm not a 20-year-old dolly bird that's going to criticise <laughs> or make you feel awkward. But it's important that people know that. Yeah, it's real you know, life stuff. Find somebody that, it's real, you know, I'm a busy mum, I've got an 11-year-old boy, life is busy, I'm juggling lots of balls. And, and looking good, and looking good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I love, love what so. I do and I just yeah, love okay. to share it with people. It's, it's, yeah, it's an absolute passion. You know, you touched on what at the start, how did it happen to me? Oh, it changed my life so dramatically. So before I had my colours and image done, I had very, very little self-confidence. Mm. I didn't know what suited me. I found shopping incredibly hard because I didn't know what suited me. I wanted desperately to get it right. I just wanted, I was a complete people. I still am a people pleaser, but I was even worse before. And it, this gave me a set of guidelines that I could follow. And I've now followed for, you know, coming up for 20 years. Wow, yeah. And if I follow those guidelines, I know I look good. And six years after I had my in- introduction to colour, I went and trained to be a colour consultant because I just knew I wanted to share it. And I've been doing it for nearly 14 years now. Wow, yeah. yeah. And I think when you look at that in the scheme of things, the amount of wardrobe fails I've had of things I thought would look nice. Oh and just don't don't you think investing in a color consultation and style 
session would be like a real kind of game changing way to save some money because I've got a wardrobe full of things that I thought I would absolutely wear and I just haven't even touched them. (laughs) Because they seem, they might have been bought and they could have been a bargain. Yeah. You might probably needed it for an event. It was on sale. You know, there's all those things of why we buy things. It looked good on somebody else. Yeah. I like that one. Looks good on the girl in the brochure. Yeah, great on her. It's nothing to do with you, but it looked great on her. I yeah. have these ideas. Or I buy really quite formal. Being from Melbourne originally, I really mm. love that we used to dress up for everything. And now lived in Sydney and now I'm in Brisbane where we don't get the opportunity so much. But I keep buying all these beautiful dressy shoes and lovely everything else. And I sit around in my active gear half the time. Mm. So, you know, when it does happen, I'm going to look good. <laughs> I just wear them, you know. Yeah, I do sometimes. I just, just and then I wear overdo them. it. And why not? If you felt good in them, why not? I agree with that. I'm very but, much one for using the crystal every day and spraying exactly. on my most expensive perfume, even if I'm just going to the supermarket. Yeah, I just think it's wasted otherwise and we can't take it with us. Yeah, so, as I say, tomorrow might not come, you know. Yeah, enjoy it while it's today, here. Yeah. Uh, and the other one on that is you should be spending your money where you're spending your time. So that buying all this stuff, it's really important. So think where you spend your time and therefore that's where you should be spending the bulk of your money. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to stick with that one too. Yeah. And Whittaker, it's been wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. And Great. such My a pleasure. yeah, insightful and interesting. And I'm coming to your place to have a colour consult. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. I know. I know you, you should, will too. Actually, the, all your listeners should hold you to that and then they can... <laughs> It'll go well with my challenge. I'm doing this two-week challenge that from one of the other podcasts I did with Kate Save. She's got me addicted to her stuff as well. I'll end up this wonderful transformed woman. You won't even recognise me. (laughs) Thanks again and uh, we'll hear from you soon. We'll put everything for your contacts in the show notes. Take care, Anne. See you. Take care. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. And just before you go, we would love to hear your feedback. So please give us a rating and review. For other interesting topics of conversation and inspiration, come and drop into our Facebook community at BN Bariatric. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we hope you will share on your Facebook or Instagram and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.